Welcome to the Badass CEO Podcast. This is Mimi McLean. I'm a mom of five, entrepreneur, Columbia Business School grad, CPA, and angel investor. And I'm here to share with you my passion for entrepreneurship. Throughout my career, I have met many incredible people who have started businesses, disrupted industries, persevered, and turned opportunity into success. Each episode, we will discuss what it takes to become and continue to be a badass CEO, directly from the entrepreneurs who have made it happen. If you're new in your career, dreaming about starting your own business, or already an entrepreneur, the Badass CEO Podcast is for you. I want to give you the drive and tools needed to succeed in following your dreams. Before I get started, I wanted to talk to you about accounting and bookkeeping. As you may know, I'm a CPA, and this is a topic that still makes my stomach turn. However, I found a company that does it all for you at a super reasonable price. They do your bookkeeping and tax returns with ease. I couldn't believe how easy it was to get my books up to date, actually, because they were a little behind, and how inexpensive it was, too. To learn more about it, go to thebadassceo.com forward slash bench. With that link, you receive 30% off your first three months. So definitely check them out and save some stress this year. Welcome back to The Badass CEO. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today we have the founders of The Home Edit. Clea Scherer and Joanna Teplin are both California transplants currently living in Nashville. They were brought together by a mutual friend and it was a friendship at first text and business partnership immediately thereafter. The goal in starting The Home Edit was to reinvent traditional organizing and merge it with design and interior styling. While every project is rooted in functional systems that can be maintained for the long term, there's just as much emphasis placed on transforming the space visually and adding their signature stylized aesthetic. Clea and Joanna also recently launched their new TV show on Netflix, and they're into season two. To get your top 10 tips every entrepreneur should know, go to thebadassceo.com slash tips. Thank you so much, Clea and Joanna, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to hear about your journey because it has been like a wild ride for you guys. And I just, I'm so impressed in everything that you've done. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yes. First, I'm going to start off by telling your whole story. But I mean, you guys have your own TV show now. Like, When did you guys hit your like pinch me moment? Like, oh my God, I can't believe we went from, you know, starting to having our own TV show. (laughs) We've had a few pinch me moments, I will say. (laughs) It's been a very accelerated six years. And, you know, we haven't really had a moment to catch our breath. You know, we haven't really had a lot of time to reflect on on how crazy it's been. But we just started the day we met, you know, is when we started our business, the day we met, which is kind of indicative for everything that was to come. We just, (laughs) you know, we were feet to the fire the entire way. That's amazing. You guys were introduced by somebody. And did that person introduce you guys because they knew you guys were both organizers? Is that how that went? Or was it just a coincidence? Well, I actually had a (laughs) blind lunch date with this friend, Leah. And I told her that, you know, I was brand new to Nashville. I didn't know anyone. I had no friends. Leah was like the first person I met in Nashville. And I told her that I really wanted to start an organizing business. I had always wanted to. And, you know, figured I'm in Nashville. It's a fresh start. 
why not? Like, why not go for it? And she said, well, I have a friend named Joanna. She moved from California a year ago and she had an organizing business in San Francisco and wants to re-up it in Nashville. You guys should meet. And, you know, the rest is history. The other part, though, is that Joanna was like, no, thanks. I don't need a business partner. I can do it myself. You had to convince her to to take you on? Yes. Well, no, no, you didn't have to convince me to take me on. Leah had to convince me that it was like a worthwhile conversation. Once I met you, there was no convincing needed. It's true. I had to convince her to just go to lunch. Like, she was that dead No, (laughs) I would have gone to... I was fine to go to lunch. I was fine to go to lunch. I just didn't need a business partner. So the operative word is fine. She was not excited. (laughs) This is not a thing. How did you convince her that she needed a partner? Oh, she didn't need to convince me. The second I met Clea, there was no convincing necessary. I was like, oh, you and I are, yes, a hundred million percent. Yeah. So we sat down and we didn't even ask each other. We still haven't. I mean, no one, no one's ever. (laughs) Clea, do you want to go into business with me? Yeah, no one proposed. (laughs) No, we just started. And I, and, exactly. you know, kind of never looked back. I mean, I, fortunate is, is beyond the understatement of the, of the century to describe yes. my experience with Clea. So I have a question though, because there's a lot of women that have started organizing businesses and none of them have reached your success. So what would you like attribute that to? Is it your synergy or is it because you created a whole different take on it? I think the secret initially was the friendship that we built. We just saw eye to eye on all major things from the second we started. And we don't waste time in the muck. And as far as like hemming and hawing, we're both very intuitive, fast decision-making people. And we sort of go, 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 go. And if there's an issue, then we figure it out. But we don't get stuck in the muck. And yeah. I think that's allowed us to get where we are now. And we, and because we are friends, we were always happy to spend a million hours together. So instead of at night where we both go to our respective hotel rooms, we would share a room because it's more fun. It was economical at first, but then it was like, well, of course, this is way more fun. So, you know, we would talk about work until 1130 at night. So we, we, we had like 10 years in the amount of time that we started instead of the amount of time that we actually have had. I agree with Joanna. I think our synergy is what has got us to this point. I think the work product though, what we put out into the world, I think was different than what was then existing in the market. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we first started this business, I said to Joanna, I was kind of obsessed with, well, I, I have a marketing background and a social media background, kind of, I guess both. And I was obsessed with the idea of using social media and using Instagram to represent our work because no one else was doing that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is such a missing piece of the organizing world. Let people see how beautiful and cool and engaging and pleasing and satisfying this can be. And let's also elevate the game and make it really, really beautiful. And, you know, we did a lot of things that other people weren't doing. We incorporated a lot of aesthetic qualities that other organizers weren't. So I do think we kind of changed the game. Yeah. Yeah, you I think did. I mean, it's so satisfying seeing your Instagram like before and after and just, you know, I don't know what it is. Like you just sit there for hours and look at those like reels. <laughs> it's really fun we also have the most fun job ever so you know we're lucky we get to do what we love all the time and with a person that we would choose to be with all the time yeah now have you had ever had a moment of having difficulty finding clients or was like from the very beginning like we have them and it just hasn't stopped i'd say that 
there's always ebbs and flows when it comes to anything client-facing because this business, unlike a hairstylist, a makeup artist, uh, you know, whatever that is, it, you can sustain your business on your roster of clients because they keep coming back. But in the organizing world, you have repeat clients, of course, but you Not need the, the quantity yeah. because even if you have clients where you do the entire house over and over and over again, there is a limit to how much, you know, you're not getting your hair done every four to six weeks. It's just different. Mm -hmm. So there have been periods, absolutely, where we yeah. had to kind of pivot and think about how to drive up client experiences and how to drive up numbers and that, especially in different cities and emerging markets when we open in new places where we don't have a presence yet. And even though we might be the biggest kind of organizing company, it doesn't mean that, you know, if we open up in a city where there's a huge presence of other organizers, we still have to fight for that market share. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. when you've opened into new spaces though, has it been hard to make sure your look is consistent and, and your brand with people? Because obviously you're not going to everyone's house. Do right. It. Well, right. we're very fortunate to have excellent trainers who have been with us for a hundred years and they have it down to a science as far as how to train our techniques. Cause we really do have a system um, mm -hmm. that's trainable to other people. So no, actually we're able to keep the consistency across all markets, even if the two of us aren't there, which that's is great. truly amazing. It's all about, yes. um, I was talking about this last week with somebody we had on an Instagram live. It's all about creating like systems like you're talking yes. about in, yes. in a business and that's how you scale. Yes. You have to have systems. And yes, we, we realized that after we realized we couldn't do it ourselves and grow, we realized we had to figure out ways to scale and that absolutely involves systems. Mm -hmm. And what has been the hardest lesson that you've both had to learn? Oh, I think it's Gosh. all employee related. Managing yes. people is the mm -hmm. hardest job anyone mm -hmm. will ever have. I would say managing people and motherhood, which is also kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's the hardest, same. hardest job. Well, it's communicating what you want, right? And making sure like they're doing what you, in your mind, you're thinking that you're doing, telling them, but they're not hearing that, right? I think that's the thing. And then also like, like, is it just finding them or is it? No. You know it's what? managing. Managing, but I also think understanding and accepting that not everyone's meant to be on the ride with you for the long haul mm -hmm. has been a really hard lesson. Clea and I are both very loyal people. And when we commit to something, we sort of commit for a lifetime, I guess. I don't know for lack of a better way to put it. And so I think realizing that sometimes employees come and then they go. And that's just like part of how a business works. But do you think find that you wait until they leave or do you... Hugely, it's people leaving. We are not the firing type. I mean, yeah. it's, it is hard for us to let go of people. Joanna's right. We are loyal to a fault. And I think that the hardest thing for me is to not take things personally because mm -hmm. I think that from the very beginning, we kind of operate like it's the family, everyone's together and we have so much fun together and we go to dinners together and we spend so much time together on work trips or, you know, I mean, like it's, it's a really intense personal mm -hmm. amount of time that we spend with people who work for us. And at a certain point, you know, it's like if they leave or if they're unhappy or if there's some, you know, it's like, there's something that it's like a punch to the gut, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we take it personally and it, it's yes. hard. But it's part it of it. And we need to get kind of better about like divorcing the personal aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's right. And growing. I mean, growing is hard. Change is hard. Yeah. It's hard for everybody. Some it's harder for than others. But like explaining yeah. to everyone that has been with you from, you know, the start that change is imminent and that it's going to happen. And, it, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. It's all hard. You know, we're, it's been a ride and people have come and gone at different points. 
but the ones that have been with us for a long time have experienced so many iterations of our of our business. Yeah. Now, have yeah. you because you have so many different offices? Do you have like a Monday morning like national meeting, or how do you kind of keep everybody in the community? <laughs> well, like that, that's a good idea. <laughs> we do that. It, I mean, it's hard. We have different time zones. We have people yeah. who, you know, some people who work kind of on the back end role, and then other people who are organizing in someone's house. So it's hard to you kind of you don't want to take them away from that job, right? That's been a huge challenge always. It's mm-hmm. always a work in progress. I mean, I think Clee and I are always a work in progress. We're always looking for someone smarter to come up with a better solution than we've already implemented because there is one, you know. And it's just again. We're always growing and learning. Always. Now you guys have such an impressive like press and following, and you've created a book. Like, was that from your connections in LA? Was that because people saw you on social media and like reached out? Like, what what would you attribute that to? I grew up in Los Angeles, and when we first launched in August of 2015, I said to Joanna in October of 2015, I was like, let's go to LA. Let's do kind of a promotional trip where we connect with some of the people that I know, some high profile people and offer them a free job and they can post about it on Instagram and exchange. And that jump started kind of our celebrity profile and exposure. And once you do a few celebrities, then they all start reaching out. And then we be- very, very quickly became kind of the celebrity organizers. Right. The problem with a lot of celebrities, and sorry if anyone's listening, a lot of them want it for free. So at some point, did they want to pay? <laughs> right? I feel like a lot of celebrities, sometimes they're all looking for you know, I found out with a lot of people that they're looking for, hey, well, you know, I'll put it on social media. And you're like, well, at some point I need to get paid though, right? We have run into both sides actually, where we are more than happy. We don't pay for advertising. So this is the best, you know, comping a job for a high profile person and a celebrity. It is worth it for us. And then there are some celebrities that we would have died for them to post about it and they wanted to pay. And it was like, ugh. But you're oh, so good. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's a bummer. Sometimes I'm like, gosh, it would be the best money I could spend to, yeah, to do this job for free. That's a good way to look at it. Now you decided to, you wrote a book and how did that come about? The book came pretty early in the home edit lifespan. Books take a long time to come to fruition. So our first book came out March, 2019. So it became in the works in 2017. And we, you know, shopped it around to a few different publishers. We had a huge library of amazing photos. And we were like, well, we should do something with this. We should do a book. Write a book, they say. It'll be great, they say. Uh, it was, uh, it's a it's a real fair <laughs> to write a book. <laughs> Claire, um, Claire wrote the book and it's fantastic. And it just launched a thousand opportunities from the book, honestly. Yeah. It's like a calling card. You don't do it for the money, right? You do it for the calling card and for the... You definitely don't do it for the money, but to our absolute shock, a lot of people bought our book. And oh, that's great. And, um, and then we wrote a second book and a lot of people bought the second book. So no, you absolutely do not do it for the money, but the amount of people who supported and continue to support our books is un. Yeah. I'll I'll never get over it. That's amazing. Well, everyone loves pretty pictures and pretty, you know, like it just makes you feel good and like, oh, my house can look like that. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And I think that the book, I tried to write it in a really approachable, like humor filled way so that it, it's something for everyone, right? Like there's process in there. You 
the pretty pictures if that's all you want to see. And if you really want to read it cover to cover, there's a lot in there that is mm-hmm. kind of written in my voice that, you know, it's, it's not so serious. And I think that people really responded to it. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people will come to a book signing and there are like 10,000 post-it notes throughout the book and highlighted and like people read the book, which now, you know, we're working on book three and I'm like, wow, I feel a lot of pressure because it's not like I can just write gibberish and people are looking at the photos. I'm like, there are people who really read this thing. So I need to, uh, you know, I need to live up to the expectation. That's great. That's great. And then how about your new TV show? Like, are you filming it in LA? Are you filming it in Nashville? And how did that come about? So um, Molly Sims, our savior. I love Molly more than anything. Molly, very early on in the home edit lifespan, found us on Instagram. And she reached out to us about helping her book. And she had an organizing section of her current book. And um, she wanted us to come to LA and do some projects so they could be photographed. And of course, we jumped at the opportunity. And while we were there, we were being our normal crazy selves, you know, unloading a pantry, you know, bickering over which spice order things should go in. I mean, just like dumb stuff that we do. And Molly and her husband, Scott Stuber, who is, you know, a huge producer, they were just kind of staring at us in, in like wonder and disbelief. Like, <laughs> who are who are these crazy ladies? Yes. And, you know, we're just our normal selves. And you know, we left. Molly and Scott turned to each other and they were like, I think this is a show. I think that they oh could be God. a show. <laughs> and it all started in Molly's kitchen. Um, we put a sizzle, a pilot together. And as that was developing, Reese Witherspoon also found us on Instagram and reached out. And it was kind of like the perfect trifecta. So we worked with Molly and Hello Sunshine, Reese's production company. And we put together kind of a mini show called Master the Mess initially. And that was just kind of like mini episodes. And that ended up living on Hello Sunshine's platform. And we basically packaged that up and pitched it to Netflix and they bought it. So yeah, we had a huge season one. The book and the show, I'll never get over how many people watch the show. Right. It is crazy. It'll never um, cease you know, to you just never us. know what's going to resonate. We finished filming season two over the summer. Um, we filmed in Nashville, LA, New York, and Atlanta for season two. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's that's amazing what you guys have accomplished in in six years. And I think it's like once you have the right formula and it just works, right? What would you say you guys have had to give up? Anything, you know, as far as like, with your time with your kids, obviously. Oh, like what, what a lot. Things? Yeah. <laughs> Sleep, sanity, time with our family. But, it, but it's yeah, worth it, it, right? Absolutely. It wouldn't change a single a single thing. Not one. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. I Did I look younger? Yes. Six years ago. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I would take mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would what, too, any day. Yeah, I gave I gave up my yeah, youth. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's amazing. It's your creativity. It's your own company. You're changing the world. You know, like everyone's who follow you, like their kitchens are, you know, like my my nanny and my kids think I'm crazy when I'm all of a sudden like get on this like trend of like, oh my God, everything needs to be clean. And I'm like spend like every day at on the container store and come home with <laughs> stuff to get my everything organized. But you inspire a lot of people. So it's been amazing that you guys have done that. And then the other uh, the question, like, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but like 1.7% of entrepreneurs who start a business never reach a million dollars in sales. Oh, wow. So you guys are definitely the 1.7%. And we touched on this in the beginning of, of the podcast, but what would you say 
really attributes you guys to reaching that, you know, that million dollar milestone. I think Joanna and I, to this day, we have never rested in a way that like we never stopped. We always have our foot on the gas and we're in constant motion. You know, we do not rest on our laurels, which is kind of a joke because our logo has laurels in it. But it's something that, you know, we don't take anything for granted. We don't take success for granted. We don't take a single dollar for granted. You know, just because you have success doesn't mean you're always going to have it. And yes, we are in constant forward motion at all times. And we're yes, yes. people. You know, we, yeah. we say yes. And I think saying yes has been really good to us. You know, we are not people who turn things down or turn our nose down at things. If we can do it, we will do it. And by and large, it's proven successful for us. And, you know, kind of like the question that you had back to celebrity clients and, you know, eventually they need to pay. You know, a lot of them do. And that's, and that's amazing. And, you know, we like to offer our services because it's, it served us well and it got us to this point. And we just don't, we don't forget that. Yep. I mean, Clea is exactly right. We don't take any of it for granted. And we also don't rest on our laurels. Like we have to keep plugging ahead. I mean, just because you're successful for a minute doesn't mean you're successful forever. So you have to keep at it and keep working. And we're here for it. Yeah. But you know, you guys are lucky because I think a lot of partnerships, when people go into partnerships, there's different work ethic, you know, and like maybe both people don't have the same work ethic and mentality of like, keep the foot on the, you know, on the gas. And, and so finding like, oh, I'm working more than you or, you know, like, so you, I think you're lucky in that regard that you've been able to find that great balance that you both have that same outlook. It's what's gotten us to this place. And also the reason why Joanna didn't want a business partner from the beginning is because, yes, you know, you can bet on yourself, but you can't always bet on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are infinitely lucky that we can bet on each other all day long. I mean, there, there's no one else I could bet on more than Joanna. And it's one of those things that's like, you know, it's like meeting your soulmate. I, I can't, we don't yeah. take it for granted, you know, like this is not no. normal. No, I have a random question. You know how they always say like, you know, the accountant, their books are a mess or the lawyer there, they die without the will. Do your, both of your houses look like they could be on TV? Yeah. Yeah. They're immaculate. They are. Yes. So yeah. You actually follow through. Our homes are perfect, but Joanna and I, are a mess. Like, are we, like, I need someone to remind me to like do everything because like, I am like, I'm so frazzled. I feel like I have a million things going at all times. So I'm like, I'm late to things. I'm so yes, there are aspects where I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm not an organized person. All of my things are incredibly organized and perfect, but I'm like, are the kids, do they have lunch at school? Like, I don't know. We both have that in common. And I'll also say this too, just because our homes are immaculate doesn't mean that they don't get messy. They get messy all the time. We both have two kids and a husband and dogs. So they always get messy. It's just that we have systems in place that are smart and easily, we're easily able to put things back together how they're supposed to be. But it does not mean that they're, if you walked in at any given moment, that everything's perfectly put away. It's just that everything could be put away perfectly. Mine's, well, you know, mine's pretty perfectly put away. I, it I is. Yeah. Because yeah, it's you, so, okay, so you say you're frazzled. Like, okay, sometimes like you could tell when you walk into my house if I'm having a frazzled day, week, whatever. Because like for me to even like hang my clothes up is like a monumental task. So like, you go into my closet. It's like, you can tell like if I'm having a more relaxed, like in control week, I have my clothes put away. Or you walk up and there's just a pile of like clothes from like the last five days that are still sitting there. So like what advice would you give 
working moms, CEOs right now who, you know, have kids or whatever, like balancing it all, like, is there any advice or any tools or apps or anything that you would use to be like, okay, make sure you hang your clothes up every night. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out. You know there. what I will but say? We both make our beds every morning. It takes a lot for us each not to make our bed in the morning, no matter how busy we are. To me, I'm like, okay, if nothing else is done today, at least my bed is made when I get into it tonight. I think it's such a stupid thing, but I honestly, I think it's important. I do too. And I think that every time you walk in your bedroom, if your bed is made, you're like, wow, I did something right today. So, you know, if your bed is always made and you walk into your closet and your, you know, dry cleaning isn't put away yet, you're like, man, I wish my closet looked like my bedroom. And then you're inspired to do that. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. little by little, the piles start eliminating from the kitchen counters because you can relax at the end of the day when everything's in its home and has a place and you don't have any chores then. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Not having chores in your own house is really powerful. It's really, really nice. And I think that if people could carve out a little bit of time here to set up those systems so that things are plug and play, like, you know, your pantry, your fridge, your playroom for your kids, whatever it is, your office, your desk, when everything has a home, it's really easy and mindless to put things back. It's simple. Mm -hmm. You know, being organized takes some effort on the front end staying organized is it should be mindless you know you should be able to yeah. listen to a podcast and do whatever you're doing and just be putting things back where you already created the home for it mm-hmm. that's so true this has exactly. been amazing is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think either about your business or advice for anyone who's listening or inspiration that you would like to share Huh. I don't know I mean yeah. particularly inspirational when people say that we inspire people, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. But I, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're yeah, just we're I just mean, struggling, surviving, not thriving, always. But I, I say that we are very fortunate, and very lucky, and are so thrilled that we have this community that we've built. That's great. No, congratulations to you guys. It's been amazing, and you inspire a lot of people. And I think being organized helps, like you said, like with work professionally, like putting systems in place for anybody who's listening, right? Like taking the time, creating those systems, making things organized at your office, right? And then also at home too. It makes you a better person. It does. does. Again, I will always be late to lunch, but uh, (laughs) at at least my house looks great. (laughs) you guys are funny um this has been awesome i really appreciate your time and so thank you so much thank Um, you so much and best of luck with the second season thank you thank you for joining us on the badass ceo to get your copy of the top 10 tips every entrepreneur should know go to the badassceo.com forward slash tips also please leave a review as it helps others find us If you have any ideas or suggestions, I would love to hear them. So email me at mimi at thebadassceo.com. See you next week and thank you for listening.